Now, the South African Health Products Regulatory Authority, SAPRA, says that it has now reviewed again the data that is available from uh, clinical studies and uh, they are encouraging further submission of clinical trial applications uh, that are designed to establish the safety and efficacy of ivermectin. And uh, we are joined now um, by uh, Professor Helen Rees, who is uh, the Executive Director of the WITS Reproductive Health and HIV Institute and Chairman of the South African Health Products Regulatory Authority uh, just to look at this uh, particular story a little further. Uh, Professor Rees, good to speak to you. Thanks for um, coming on to Update at Noon. Thank you. Uh, Professor, if we could firstly just start uh, with, you know, why SAPRA uh, doesn't at this point support the use of ivermectin in uh, the COVID-19 treatment regime. Yes, and and I'm glad you said uh, support the use at this point because this is an ongoing review that will continue into the future. So ivermectin in South Africa is licensed under the Act, Act 36, which deals with veterinary medicines. So it's widely used to treat parasites um, in animals. And in humans, it's used to treat a few tropical diseases and a few other um, also parasitic type diseases. But it's not licensed for human use here. Now, what we know is that in the laboratory, um, uh, it looks like it has activity against the SARS-CoV-2 virus. And that's where people got very excited and started to do clinical trials. So there have been a number of trials done and reviewed But many of these trials have been quite small in terms of size, and some of them haven't been well enough designed to really give us any kind of conclusion. So the problem that we have at the moment is there's a drug that looks like it's active in the laboratory, that on the front line, healthcare workers, GPs, nurses are desperate for something something more they can use to both treat and prevent. Uh, COVID infection. Um, And so people have jumped onto this. But the real problem is there is insufficient evidence today uh, to support its use either for treatment or prevention. So, Professor Rees, how many clinical trials have been submitted for review as we speak? Well, to, to South Africa, we've had neither a submission for a clinical trial, nor uh, has there been a, a submission for licensing the drug for human use for treatment or, or prevention of COVID-19. However, um, global, what we've done is SAPRA, and there's another national committee which reviews a, a lot of medicines, and it's a specialized committee at the moment set up for anything to do with COVID called the Essential Medicines List Committee. They've independently reviewed the data. SAPRA has reviewed the data. And there's been a a couple of published reviews of the data. And everyone has come to the conclusion that at the present time, uh, there needs to be more clinical trial data to confirm whether or not and does have some sort of activity clinically against COVID-19. And everyone has come to the same conclusion. However, the good news is there are some better designed large trials that are underway um, in South America. And we're hoping to get some of these results in the next few weeks. And then, of course, everyone will be looking you know, very anxiously to see whether this proves um, hopefully something positive um, or whether it shows that there really isn't any activity.
Now, Professor Reese, uh, we spoke to uh, the NFP's Ahmed Sheikh Imam at length earlier on in the week because they, of course, are advocating and um, have even threatened to take government to court uh, to actually include this as part of the uh, treatment for COVID-19. But... uh, One of the questions that I had was about, uh, or should I say, around the safety at this point from uh, the reviews so far. Has that been established? How safe and effective is it for human use and specifically for COVID-19 treatment at this point? So as I said, nobody, including the World Health Organizations and other regulatory authorities that are very well resourced, nobody is currently recommending uh, its use for treatment or prevention. Um, In terms of safety, it's an old drug, um, and it's been around a long time, as I say, for for treatment of um, tropical disease, some tropical diseases that are not commonly seen in South Africa. And it seems to be relatively safe, but it does have some adverse uh, adverse side effects. And there have been reports in South Africa of overdosing. See, one of the problems is that the other aspect of safety is the following. There is, it, because we don't know whether or not this works, if people are giving it, nobody would know even what dose to give it in. So it's very easy to overdose. Because we don't have a human formulation, people are getting it sort of, you know, illegal importation might be from a veterinary source. But you don't even know if it's got ivermectin in it. And there are anecdotes of people being given something that in claiming to be ivermectin um, by a clinician that actually wasn't ivermectin at all. And so the, the worry here is that as it's not licensed, we as a regulatory authority can't say whether what's going on out there and what's being prescribed is indeed even ivermectin, whether it's safe, we don't know what dose has been given, and that is a real safety concern. Now, having said this, we we are very, very, I'm I'm a doctor, I'm incredibly supportive and sympathetic to doctors saying we really, really need something. But what we would plead is, in a few more weeks, we will have more definitive data. No doctor wants to give a treatment or a preventive medicine that, in fact, turns out not to be effective. It's, it's, then it's therapeutically dangerous because people might stop wearing masks, might think they're okay, and might, in fact, put themselves at more risk. Mm. So if, if people can be patient with us, and we're very happy to have discussions with everybody in the field, the GPs, the pharmacists, etc., Please be patient. We're hoping to get this data from better designed, bigger clinical trials soon, and then we'll be able to have a definitive answer. And um, just in closing on um, perhaps slightly a separate issue, Professor Rees, there was a a raid at the Ahmed Al-Qadi private hospital in Durban yesterday, and uh, we understand uh, Sapra was a part of that. Uh, Can you confirm that for us first and foremost? And uh, secondly, uh, what led to that? Because I remember the same day that we did the interview with the NFP's uh, Sheikh Imam, we also spoke to our reporter about a, a Pakistani national who was arrested bringing ivermectin into the country at King Shaka. Yes, well, I, I think to, just to say, I mean, you, you talk about uh, products being, one of the things that SAPRA does is it, it prevents 
all sorts of drugs that are not licensed in the country being imported. One of the big problems in many countries, including in the African region, are what are called counterfeit drugs. If you have a regulatory authority that doesn't control what comes into your country, doesn't make sure that everything that you go and buy from a pharmacy, you get given by a GP, you get given in a hospital, is safe and works in the way it says, and actually contains what it says. If you lose control of that, you lose control of drug safety. And we are very fortunate at the moment in this country is that we have good control. So seizing things at airports is part of what SAPRA has to do. And people do try and smuggle in all sorts of things. And remember, although what was seized at the airport was said to be ivermectin, there is no guarantee that that was indeed ivermectin. And very often with counterfeit drugs, people will sell it and say it's something. And in fact, it's not that. It can be anything as little as chalk. So, so, so that is part of what SAPRA has to do. Now, in terms, I chair the board, but I do, I did have a report yesterday from the CEO, and this falls under the the, the uh, executive clearly of, who runs SAPRA on a daily basis, um, and they had reports of wide, widespread prescription um, from different places, and I understand that they've been investigating this. But I want to say again, that is because of safety, because we, have no, we don't know what, what has been given out there, and that really could be a safety concern for the public. And as I say, 100% support for GPs, but please, please, let's wait and get decent data to see whether or not this drug really does anything good. But was there a tip-off about uh, this ivermectin perhaps being used at the Ahmed Al-Qadi hospital? I imagine, I, I mean, as I say, I am the chair of the board. That uh, sort of activity information rests with the, the SAPRA staff and the executive and the CEO. And I imagine that they are following by the book what they have to do, what they are mandated under law to do, which is to follow up where there are reports of uh, improper use of, of, of drugs. Professor Helen Rees, thanks so much for your time. Executive Director of the Wits Reproductive Health and HIV Institute and also uh, Chairperson of the South African Health Products Regulatory Authority.